Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now. Can't remember my roommate's name, but we couldn't get into the our, our room. And two exotic dancers came down the hallway and said, here you go. Let us give you a hand with that. How about that? I was 16. It was like, whoa. Andy at Edmonton has checked in, by the way. She says, hmm, flashback. I did find glitter around an ex's house all the way into the bedroom. Now you know. No charge. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Uh, howdy, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show on a brand new day. Episode number 855 of your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show. I think it's an historic day. And in a moment, you're going to hear how and why. That story off the top of the show was in Brandon. That happened in Brandon at the Keystone Motor Inn. And that roommate of mine that we couldn't get into our room and we had to, the strippers uh, helped us. He's now running a chapter of the Hells Angels. So that's a story for another time. Um, Going to have a lot of stories today coming up on the program from Sakaris and Price, sports show out of Vancouver, and the rink-wide podcast. Jeff Patterson's going to join us to talk a little Vancouver Canucks and some Western Hockey League. And in Hour 2, Nick Alberga will join us. You know him, you love him, from the Toronto Maple Leafs pre- and post-game shows on Fan 590 Toronto. He's now at Daily Faceoff and Leafs Nation Network. So they're coming up, but let's bring in the Moose now, if you don't mind. Darren Moose Dupont, who's probably still smiling uh, from the opening of the show. What are you listening to, Moose? What do you got going on there, man? Put your phone away, something. child. <laughs> I know. Something just went off on my phone the second before we went to air. So uh, we're good now. Gotcha. Good morning. Okay, good, 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 good. Good. Man, I got to tell you that yesterday's show was so darn much fun. And I know that we don't have to rush the warm-up here, okay? We got two full segments with you in hour one, and then you'll be back in hour two. The historic day today, I believe, is we're live on WQEE Atlanta. So can somebody tune that in and tell me for a fact if on 99.1 FM Atlanta we're live? Because I think we are. And uh, it's been a long time since I've been on live radio, man. I think today we are. So I'm pretty excited about that with our guy Ryan O'Radio, who owns WQEE and a cluster of radio stations around there uh yeah he's gonna make it happen today and yesterday's show darren you did the warm-up the first segment then you left did you enjoy did the viewers and you enjoy it as much as i did with andrew nowacki and coach mike kelly formerly of valdosta state down there in georgia i just loved just loved the day yeah it was uh it was good getting the old football stories and getting those guys into the show and what I think is cool is just when you get to connect with people, you know, old friends and new friends down in Florida, which is makes for makes for a fun show. And Georgia, too, man. I mean, I want to make a roadie. I want to make a roadie to Atlanta, but I'm not doing it without you. And if we can bring Lee in, I think that would be cool. Whoever wants to come to the Peach State, maybe whether it be a Falcons game or a Bulldogs game or maybe a Braves playoff game, I, I want to do that, too. So, yeah, making new friends and new communities and Life is absolutely fantastic. Director Jordan, can you hit the quick six show horn, please? 
We're going to open with baseball, but in our quick six, we've got NHL Monday Night Football, Darren DuPont's first NFL Top 5 of the year. I want to talk about playoff droughts, by the way, because we're going to get to the fact that the Seattle Mariners have broken their 21-year playoff drought. And you viewers tell me, if you know who now is the team of the four major sports leagues in North America, who now has the longest drought, because the Mariners are off the clock. It's a lot of fun to talk about. And um, point six, NHL tonight, WHL tonight, and whatever else comes up with the viewers. So I was a little nerve nerved when I went to bed last night and when I woke up this morning going, are we going to talk about what the people want to talk about that I keep remembering through 855 shows, Darren? It's what we want to talk about in the viewers. Let's just let it roll. So point one is the Toronto Blue Jays have clinched the top wild card in the American League and will play their first round series at Rogers Center beginning Friday night. The Blue Jays locked up the spot Monday night when the Mariners dropped a 4-3 decision to the Detroit Tigers. Toronto defeated the Baltimore Orioles 5-1 Monday in a rain-shortened game. And as we all know, I think, Major League Baseball changed the wildcard format this postseason. So now three wildcard teams will make the cut in each league this year, along with the three division winners. So the Blue Jays, seeded fourth in the AL, will host the fifth-seeded team, either Seattle or Tampa Bay, in a best-of-three series. And all games will be played in Toronto. The winner of that series will move on to face the Houston Astros in the best of five American League Division Series. So, Darren, start spreading the news. They've avoided the Yankees so far. It's their first yep. home playoff game since 2016 when they appeared in back-to-back American League Championship Series. And you see I got my Jays gear on today. I'm into it. How about you? How did you feel when you saw the Blaze, uh, the Blue Jays clinch last night? Yeah, I think that's exciting because you start thinking now, how far can this team go? How good is this team? We've always wondered about their pitching, right? You know, do they have enough arms to go toe-to-toe with Houston or or the Yankees? But, you know, you're going to avoid the Yankees till at least the ALCS, which is fun. And we're going to get some October baseball. So I'll be dialed in. Yeah, that's the thing is they could win two series before they get to have to face the Yankees in the ALCS. And that's not even saying the Yankees are going to get there. And I'm not even, we're not even afraid of the Yankees. Won the last series uh, in the Bronx last time the Jays were through there. But I will say this about the Blue Jays. This is what I like. Vladdy last night, I think it was his 34th home run that he hit, and the Blue Jays win at Baltimore. We're not hearing talk about Triple Crown. We're not hearing talking about a home run, uh, leading the American League in home runs or batting average. It's all about team. And I feel like that changed a lot on July 13th when Charlie Montoyo was fired, John Schneider took over. And it's all about winning and playing as a team and playing your best. So our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is, can you see the Blue Jays making the World Series here in 2022? And our COO, Lee Genier, said, talk Blue Jays, talk Blue Jays. Well, we're, we're doing it today. And I think, Darren, I voted yes. I'm interested to know what you would vote. But here's the thing. It's not like hockey. And in some cases, even the NFL, and for darn sure the CFL, you got to be good to make the playoffs in Major League Baseball. You got to be good. Only good teams make it. So that means you're a good team. So we often say in those other leagues, just make the playoffs and anything can happen. I would think that's even more so in baseball because you're a good team. So I think they could get to the World Series. Yeah, I do too. They absolutely have an opportunity to get to the World Series. Now, you know, it's going to be tough. 
they're all good teams, but you mentioned that, you know, you got to be good to make the playoffs. The Jays are good, good baseball team. And, you know, they can get there and, and I would vote. Yes, they can get to the world series. Dude. Start spreading the news. WQEE rock. We're live, baby. On your home of Southern sports and talk. WQEE Metro Atlanta. So on cue, Jesus Lizardo struck out 12 in six innings. Brian De La Cruz hit a two-run homer. And the Miami Marlins prevented Atlanta from clinching its fifth straight NL East title by beating the Braves 4-0 on Monday night. So there's your daily Braves update on your official, unofficial home of Falcons football and Braves baseball, WQEE, and the RP Show. First, a word from our sponsor, Edo Japan, from hand-rolled sushi to bento box meals made with their famous teriyaki sauce, Edo Japan's menu has something for everyone. Moving on to point two in the National Hockey League, Cam Talbot will miss the start of the season for the Ottawa Senators that is expected to be out five to seven weeks with an upper body injury. Ottawa claimed goalie Magnus Helberg off waivers from the Seattle Kraken Monday. I know what you're saying. Who? Magnus Helberg, the 31-year-old, is 2-2 two and two with a 2.81 GAA in five NHL games with the Nashville Predators, New York Rangers, and Detroit Red Wings. I don't know much about this guy. He's played five games in the NHL, and that's five more than me and you, but with three different teams? So they got Hedberg there, but how much of a blow is that to start the season off of the Ottawa? Well, we know how big of it is, but what's your take on yeah. that? Yeah, it's a huge blow, huge blow for this group, a young, excited, energetic group that's supposed to, you know, really start to take a step forward. And, and this is going to be a real challenge. Now, they got enough weapons that they can, you know, hopefully survive and maybe Helberg and, and what they have in goal will be able to solidify things for a little bit. But it's going to be a little rocky, a little turbulent out of the gate for the Ottawa Senators. It's unfortunate. But Cam Talbot wasn't going to lead him to the Stanley Cup anyways, so I would say, Ottawa, dust yourself off. Uh, work on your play from the crease out. And just be ready for when Cam Talbot comes back. The Toronto Maple Leafs took an early lead and never looked back, cruising to a 5-1 NHL preseason win over the Montreal Canadiens. Monday at Centre Bell, William Nylander. Wee Willie Nylander scored two goals and one assist for the Maple Leafs while teammate Alexander Kerfoot scored twice. Nick Robertson collected three assists for Montreal. Jonathan Drouin scored their lone goal. How do you like the Francais flair? Should I continue with that or is it too? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Thank you. Calgary Flames veteran defenseman Chris Tanev scored in his return. And Jacob Markstrom made 21 saves as the Calgary Flames defeated the Seattle Kraken 4-1. Michael Stone, Noah Hannafin, and Blake Coleman also scored for Calgary. Rookie Matty Beniers scored the lone goal for Seattle, who suffered their first preseason loss. And are they excited in Edmonton today? Dylan Holloway potted three and an assist, and Zach Hyman had a goal and two assists as the Edmonton Oilers skated to a 7-2 NHL preseason win over the Vancouver Canucks. Warren Fogle had a pair of late goals, and Tyson Berry also scored for the Oil. For Vancouver, Niels Hoglander and Connor Garland scored. The Canucks have yet to win in five preseason games. Jeff Patterson's going to join us later on this hour to talk about the Canucks. But those are three games involving Canadian teams. Darren, 
Um, was I too hard with Bernie Nichols yesterday on the NHL preseason in saying, I found the games wanting. I don't see the players really trying. I see a lot of talk about bottom six positions at the forward position, uh, sixth and seventh defensive spots. That's what the preseason's for. So should I not expect vets to try hard when I go to the games? Where are you on that? Yeah, I mean... I think it's a little bit of column A, a little of column B. You got to ha- you got to temper the expectations a little bit. It's not going to be regular season hockey in the preseason. You would expect those young kids, though, the ones battling for those bottom six forward spots or battling for the last defenseman or the seventh eighth defenseman spot, um, to really be putting it putting it out there. But you know, I wouldn't be expecting Jonathan Huberto or John Tavares or you know Leon Dreisaitl to be putting in maximum effort in the preseason. Well. Huberto is potted in the preseason a few goals. Uh, right. He wanted to make a favorable impression for Cal. I know you're just throwing out names. Yeah. Uh, but when I went to the game last week, Florida, Carolina, I didn't see effort across the board. And, uh, hey, let's quote James William Peterson again. My dad, you don't need to win. And he would be shaking almost. But you damn well better be playing your best. You better be playing your hardest out there. You don't need to win, but give you, give it your all. And I feel like, yeah, some of these NHL guys don't even give it their best in the regular season. But when I go to a game, I want I want effort. Is that too much to ask? And by the way, the Florida Panthers announcing uh, this morning, was it this morning or last night, that all proceeds from Thursday's game against the Tampa Bay Lightning ticket revenue will go to Hurricane Ian relief efforts. So uh, kudos and congrats to the Florida Panthers who are fast becoming my favorite NHL team. By the way, I see watching in the YouTube chat, and I'll say it again, Ryan O'Radio, who runs WQEE, where we're airing live in Atlanta today. I can't wait to get to the break and check my phone to see if those Atlanta listeners have rallied and written in 902-518-3033 is the number to text, 902-518-3033. Ryan O'Radio is my spirit animal. He just loves radio. He just loves it. And broadcasting overall. Uh, other games of the National Hockey League, Monday night, Nashville beat Burn 4-3. New Jersey blank Boston 1-0. Carolina walloped Columbus 8-1. And I will say this, the Hurricanes are scoring a lot of goals. They are your preseason pick as the best team in the NHL. And I'm going to tell you, they're scoring a lot of goals. Pittsburgh beat Detroit 3-2. Colorado beat Dallas by a score of 3-1. Our NHL coverage is for Bronco, plumbing, heating, and cooling. Guys, tell Camco we're talking about him today, okay, right here in the warm-up. Find everything you need to know about our services, financing, product information, and more at broncoplumbing.com. We got the hockey fans in here. We got two minutes left in this segment because we're going to switch to a lot of football in the next segment. Tell me, folks, what you would like us to discuss with regards to the National Hockey How about this? Hey, Pinks, the Pats are going for it. They're going for it. Looks like it. Todd Pinkney's written in and said the Regina Pats have made a trade. Breaking news, they've acquired Sam Aremba for second, first, and third round picks. Not all this year. Well, Connor Bedard stays. How about that? Sam uh, Sam Aremba is a first-round pick of the Seattle Thunderbirds, man. The Pats are, you know him. You know the family. Yeah. We know his older brother, Tristan, very well. And 
Oh, my gosh. I'm dropping my gong all over the place. There was a trade in the uh, Canadian Football League this morning as well. And maybe we'll get to that after the break. Randy from Winnipeg says uh, Brent Burns is going to have a rebound year for Carolina. And you better hope Max patches Pacioretty does, too. He didn't play the other night when I saw Carolina come through here in Sunrise. From Andrew Stout in uh, the YouTube chat, he says French flair is appreciated, Rod. Bienvenue. Moose, when we come back, a lot of football, so dust it off. Your NFL top five, your thoughts on Monday Night Football, the CFL trade, and whatever else comes up. We'll be right back. It's the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network, live streaming on YouTube, and for the first time, live on the radio, on your home for Southern Sports and Talk, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Landmark Cinema's extra members get your movie tickets for just half the points from September 16th to 29th. It's an offer you can't refuse. Any movie, anytime. Redeem just half the points every time. Any way you add it up. Or is that divided? It's movie time. Not a Landmark Extras member? Join for free now at LandmarkCinemas.com and movie more for less. Landmark Cinemas, where movie lovers get their extras. RP show continues, and uh, indeed, I checked it out on the break, Moose, and we are live on WQEE Radio in Metro Atlanta, Hotlanta, as it were. So thank you, Rhino Radio. You've made me a very happy man. We make our triumphant return to terrestrial radio today. This is no small <laughs> thing live, although he has been airing the show in the evenings. 7 to 9 p.m. I will get to the comments in a moment. Don, our Navy friend, says Hockey Canada is getting raked over the coals at parliamentary hearings today. They are not doing the board any favors. Who is they? The government or the people representing Hockey Canada? What? There's one name that I haven't heard come up yet in any of this, and it's the key name. I'm waiting for that. Anyways, enough about that. Back, Jumping back into... The quick six show topics here. Monday night football. Full disclosure, I went to bed long before this game was over. Debo Samuels turned a short catch into an electric 57-yard touchdown. Talanoa Hafenga returned an interception for a score, and the San Francisco 49ers upset the Los Angeles Rams 24-9 in NFL play Monday. What? Well, I think we saw last night why the 49ers were favored by a point and a half going in, didn't we? They're a better team, Darren. What was your take on the game? Yeah, uh, there was an opportunity for the Rams late in the opening half. They were down inside the 10 near the goal line, and they couldn't get in the end zone. They had to settle for a field goal. They went into the half down 14-9. That, for me, was the game. They had a chance to tie the game going into the half, feel pretty good coming out. 
and they couldn't get anything going in the second half. Jimmy Garoppolo moves the ball well enough. There's some great playmakers for the 49ers, and their defense now is one of the best defenses in the entire NFL. I think they're fourth when it comes to you know scoring defense and, and the points they're allowing. So this is a group that you know teams in the NFC should be worried about. I know they didn't play well last week against Denver, but San Francisco is for real. Well, I know when you remember when John Lynch took over as the general manager there, however many years ago it was now, they were awful. They were, ter- they were terrible. He's led them to what? Yeah. Two Super Bowl appearances in his time. They haven't won one, but they keep knocking on the door. John Lynch seems to know what he's doing and nobody seems to want to give him credit. And I think he's probably just fine with that. Not that John Lynch. The Hall of Fame NFL safety John Lynch. Just another NFL note, Miami Dolphins quarterback Tua Tunga-Viola has been ruled out for Sunday's NFL game at the New York Jets. The MRI that Tua underwent Friday afternoon came back clean, said Coach Mike McDaniel. He said uh, Tua still does not have a timeline for a return or whether the team will place him on injured reserve. It's Teddy time for the Dolphins, and I don't think they'll win a game without Tua. Your NFL top five. I'm very interested. We do it all the time. I don't know what took me so long as we enter week five, but we're doing it now, Darren. Your top five in the National Football League. Have you got them ready to go? Yeah, I do. The number one team in the National Football League is the Philadelphia Eagles. This team mm. has you know, a top 10 defense. They've got a top five offense. Um, they're top to bottom. There's not a lot of holes. Defense, offense, special teams. And they're the only undefeated team left in the NFL. And it's for real. It's a real undefeated record. Philadelphia is the class of the league right now. Number two is the Kansas City Chiefs. And, you know, again, we saw it on Sunday night and what they did to Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Patrick Mahomes continues to dazzle and impress. They're number two. The Buffalo Bills are number three. Probably coming in. I mean, they had everybody putting them right at the top of the lead, but lost. Last week, probably should have lost if it hadn't been for a little bit better decision-making from Baltimore. They were down 17, but they're still number three. And here's where it gets murky in four, five, six, because right now I've got to put Green Bay at number four. Packers finding a way to win, but they got a scare against Brian Hoyer, of all people, and the New England Patriots. But they survived in overtime, and they're three and one. Green Bay's number four. And the number five team in the NFL right now is the San Francisco 49ers. I've got the 49ers who are two and two at number five. I don't look at the Trey Lance 49ers and what they did in the first two weeks. I look at who the team is today. And that team today, the defense is still good. I think it's the fourth best defense in the NFL. That defense and now Jimmy Garoppolo distributing the ball. They're number five. But the Cowboys and the Giants were flirting with it. Both three and one at five or at six and seven, I think. They're both flirting with the top five in the NFL, so it was interesting. If the San Francisco 49ers play the Dallas Cowboys today, who win? Dak or Cooper Rush? Yeah, great question. And I think the if you put them to today, I think the 49ers would be favored by the odds makers, maybe by a point and a half, maybe by three at most, and it would really largely depend where that game's being played. Okay. <clears throat> by the way, John in Edmonton's China, in and he's in the playoff hunt is if they beat the Bombers on Saturday and get some help a night earlier from the Tiger Cats who host the Rough Riders. If the Riders win, the Edmonton Elks are out. We're talking CFL here, and I actually thought that the Elks were a limit. 
they were eliminated, were they not? By virtue of their home loss to Montreal on Saturday, that was the big talk on the broadcast. I'd have to go look. I'm just not thinking CFL today. Tomorrow we'll play uh, deal or no deal, or at least look ahead to Canada's game of the week. First, a word from our sponsor in theaters now, Landmark Cinemas. The movie Don't Worry, Darling, starring Florence Pugh and Harry Styles. Here's your story, uh, Moose. Alice and Jack are lucky to be living in the idealized community of Victory, the experimental company town housing the men who work for the top secret societal optimism espoused by their CEO, Frank, anchors every aspect of daily life in the tight-knit desert utopia. Sounds like something we might be interested in. Text, when I come back to Canada, you and I are going to go to movies almost every night. Text yes. movies now to 902-518-3033 to be entered to win tickets and concession treats from our sponsor, Landmark Cinemas. Text movies now, the word. Winners picked every week to go to the movies. So I said we're going to have some fun with playoff droughts here. Point five, the Seattle Mariners will start their first playoff journey in two decades on the road after a costly 4-3 loss last night, Monday night to the Detroit Tigers. Seattle assured of a postseason trip for the first time since 2001. We'll open a best-of-three series at Toronto or Cleveland on Friday with all three games on the road. Seattle has three regular season games left against Detroit, including a doubleheader today. Enough about that. We're all happy for the Mariners, for sure. They had the longest playoff drought in North American major sports, which is any NHL, NBA, NFL, MLB. Have you been doing your homework, Moose, as to who has now the longest playoff drought since the Mariners came? that to the curve. Yeah. Been thinking about it a little bit. I don't know who the who has the longest playoff drought in baseball or in, in sports, in pro sports. I don't. I didn't Google it. I didn't go to the big board, but I've got a couple thoughts on who might be uh, the longest drought, but I don't know. Like I want to say the Ottawa Senators are probably up there. It's been a while since the Sens made the playoffs, but they're not probably close. Who is it? Uh, well, by the way, I want to apologize to our crew for the connection issues today. I'm not sure what it is. I think the picture is fine, but it's freezing a little bit. But overall, we're fine. It's the NBA's Sacramento Kings. With a 16-year wow. playoff. Well, I know, right? They're forgotten in their own market, let alone by the rest of us. Does DeMarcus Cousins still play for the Sacramento Kings? Like, they're not even on the radar. That's what happens when you don't go on a playoff run. 16 years is the longest now in major sports in North America. Next, the New York Jets. 12 years. And you mentioned the National Hockey League. And I, I'm sorry, I haven't put you on the spot, Darren, for a long time. I didn't mean to put you on the spot. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have been able to answer these. If it means anything, I wouldn't have had these right either. Yep. Um, the Buffalo, Buffalo Sabres at 11 years. Buffalo. Uh, the Detroit Red Wings are next. Six years. Yeah. Detroit. Who thinks about Detroit as a playoff ne'er-do-well? You know, but they are that. And, um, yeah, well, how would you like to be a fan of those teams, right? And the other drought the other drought that really matters to me is the Canadian Football League, the longest drought 
without a Grey Cup championship is the Hamilton Tiger Cats, which dates back to 1999. But have you noticed these things have been dropping off fast? It was the Blue Jays until 2015. It was the Blue Jays, right? And then it was the Bills. And then they've been, now they're the, according to you, the what? I wrote it down. Third Third best team in the National Football League. So I, I would just think, if you're the president, if you're the staff, and darn sure if you're the players and coach, that would not be something you'd want to wear, right? No, you wouldn't. And I think teams are flipping the philosophy a little bit where, you know, teams would want to be the Red Wings and be in the playoffs 23 straight years. Now, they won some Stanley Cups in there, right? So there's that. But teams all you know want to be good consistently, fill seats, get into the playoffs. And championships were kind of a bonus. You still want to win championships. But I think now those teams that have long playoff droughts are like, okay, forget about trying to get to the playoffs. Forget about trying to be respectable. Let's strip this down. Let's build this really solid from the core. And let's try and go from worst to first and win a championship. And we're starting to see that now as they build these super teams and go on runs. I admire those that just are in the fight the general managers and the coaches and the scouts because it's never been harder to do because patience amongst fans and owners has never been shorter. The rules now with the salary cap have never made it harder to win. <laughs> you know, oh man, it would yeah. be real hard. Um, by the way, Jennifer from the Four Seasons writes in, she says, Matt Stafford is back to being Matt Stafford. Um, <laughs> Corey May on YouTube says, the New York Jets are close to needing Chris Streveler on their roster. Not really. They won the huge upset at the Steelers on the weekend. Um, Arlen Bruce, the third watching, a CFL grade. He says, will Antonio Brown sign with an NFL team this season? Would you sign him if you were a GM? Absolutely not. I think Antonio Brown is a loser. I've never met him, but judging by his, he's had every opportunity to get straight, and he's not. He's making fun of Tom Brady. You saw it with his Instagram. I'm after that, I was done with A.B. But on the Rams, by the way, just watching, and I should have realized it, just dumb me. They won the Super Bowl, and they couldn't keep everybody. They, everybody wants a raise. Stafford wants a raise. Cooper Cup wants a raise. Aaron Donald threatened to retire if he didn't get a raise. Well, where was Von Miller? Had to go. OBJ had to go. We saw last night they are not the same team that won the Super Bowl last year. but. Everybody's going to keep their job there and should for probably three, four years, Darren, because they won the Super Bowl. They went all in and gambled and won. And I look at the Rough Riders, quite frankly, as a team where the general manager, Jeremy O'Day, says we're not going to risk our future for one year. How's that working out, J.O.? They they probably should have, Darren. That's my read on that. I guess to you, would you sign... AB. That's where this discussion started. <laughs> no, I wouldn't sign AB. There's no signs to point that he can be a stable locker room influence right now that he can, you know, be a productive uh, member of the football team. So that's that. With the with the Rams, yeah, I don't know. I mean, this defense couldn't stop an nosebleed last night when it came to running the football. You knew San Francisco was going to run. They couldn't stop him. So it's funny, Matt Stafford's there doing his thing. And the number one offense in the entire NFL belongs to the Detroit Lions. Of all teams, the Detroit Lions, nobody <laughs> scored more points. So that's kind of Takes fun. a while. Takes a while. By the way, Wayne in BC writes in and says, Rod, are you talking playoff drought or championship drought? 
Hamilton made the playoffs the last few years. I'm talking both, Wayne. I was talking both. Moose, I'll see you back here in hour two. See you then. You BC viewers and listeners, perk up. We'll be talking Vancouver Canucks next with Jeff Patterson. It's the RP Show live on Game Plus Television and YouTube, your favorite podcast platform. And today, back for the first time on live radio, WQEE, your home of Southern Sports and Talk, 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. RP Show continues. By the way, breaking news out of the National Hockey League on this Tuesday. Matthew Barzal has extended with the New York Islanders eight years, $9.15 million annual average value, AAV, and uh, he's their best player. Worth every penny. That doesn't surprise me at all. By the way, Dylan Holloway, as we mentioned earlier, had three goals and an assist. Zach Hyman. Had a goal and two helpers as the Edmonton Oilers skated to a 7-2 preseason win over the visiting Vancouver Canucks on Monday. Nils Hoglander and Connor Garland scored for the Canucks, who are winless in five preseason games. Joining us to talk about it is Jeff Patterson, our good and longtime friend from Sikaris and Price and the Rinkwide Podcast. How are you doing today, JP? What's up, brother? Hey, hey, Rod. Thanks for having me back on. A little bit of angst in the market here. As you said, winless in five. I know it's the preseason, but there are only two preseason games to go they start playing for keeps next wednesday they got to be a whole lot better they than they have been to this point in the preseason now the lineup they sent to edmonton last night it should have been 15 nothing for the oilers based on who was in the respective lineup so i give credit to the guys that were wearing connect uniforms but essentially an ahl team on the road in edmonton last night they've got two to go i think they load up here a couple of dress rehearsals before they start playing for keeps next week well, you mentioned the angst in the market. That's going to happen, but you've watched every game. How are they playing, Jeff? What's your panic level on a scale of 1 to 10? Yeah, hey, we've been at this long enough, Rod. Uh, it is the preseason, and you have to keep that in mind. Uh, that said, as an organization, they've scored seven goals in those five preseason games. So the guys that are being paid to put up numbers, uh, they haven't necessarily done that yet. Elias Pettersson has looked all right in the games that he has played. He didn't play last night, but yeah, they committed long-term to JT Miller. The new deal doesn't kick in for another year. He's in the final year of his current contract, but uh, it's been a a tough go in the preseason. Again, he's a veteran. He's been around this a while. I think he knows when they're going to need him, and that's October the 12th. It's not October the 4th or October the 7th. Uh, He's on the clock next week. They're back in Edmonton for their season opener. So, uh, their best players have to ramp things up here, and that's why I say I think they'll probably use these final two preseason games as dress rehearsals, but you'd like to see just a little bit more because expectations here are that this should be a playoff team. They made the moves in the offseason. They brought in Ilya Mikheyev. They went out and they uh, landed Andre Kuzmenko, the second-highest scorer in the KHL last year. He's looked good, actually, in training camp in the preseason so far, but Brock Besser uh, is out, had hand surgery a week ago, probably won't be ready for opening night. And this isn't a team that can afford to stumble from the gates. We all remember what happened last year. Slow start uh, caused an organizational housekeeping, the likes of which we have never seen in 50 years. The general manager, the assistant general manager, the head coach, his assistant all punted after 25 games. So uh, there is some heat top to bottom on this group. 
They think that they've got the pieces in place, but uh, they can't scuffle out of the gates here. They need to hit the ground running starting next week. Well, is that realistic in your mind? Like, I obviously, you've spent thousands of hours talking about it, but I haven't talked to you about it. If they'd made the change and brought in Boudreaux a month earlier than they did last year, is that a playoff team over there? I would say probably, but you know how it works in pro sports. You dig yourself a hole, and it is just so hard to claw your way out. You just can't afford any nights off. They couldn't give Thatcher Demko the rest necessary. Eventually, they ground him into the dust. He played too many games and ended up injured, needed offseason surgery. He is their go-to guy in goal. He's sort of on the cusp of becoming a a truly elite goaltender in the National Hockey League, but they got to find that sweet spot, especially out here on the West Coast with all the travel. You know, how many games is too many games? And yet they've got an unproven backup this year in Spencer Martin. And I just kind of fear that Bruce Boudreaux, without a contract beyond this season, he's playing for keeps because he wants the job that he's got here. Uh, I have this funny feeling that they're going to continue to lean on Thatcher Demko probably more than they should. But uh, when I look at this group, Rod, up front, their forward group, I think it stacks up with a lot of teams in the Western Conference. JT Miller coming off a 99-point season. I don't know that he gets back to 99. I'm not sure that he has to. He's going to be a really good player for this team. They've got Elias Pettersson, who was dreadful and part a big part of the reason for the slow start last year. And then he found his form midway through the season, second half of the year, played like an all-star, played like the guy that they believe that he can be and that he has to be. And he's had a good camp here, and I think he's come to realizing what he means to this organization and how important it is for him individually to have a good start so that the guys around him uh, are able to have a good start as well. You got Bo Horvat. I mentioned Besser. He'll be back, but uh, still a little bit of a setback here in the preseason. Connor Garland scored last night. Vasily Podkols in the young Russian was a rookie last year. Uh, I think they would think that he's ready to take another step. I think their forward group, at least their top nine, stacks up reasonably well. And then I mentioned Thatcher Demko. The issue here, as it has been essentially for 50 years of existence for the Vancouver Canucks, is, is the back end. Uh, outside of Quinn Hughes, there are just so many question marks about what they've got, how they're going to roll them out, the pairings, the depth. And they didn't address any of that in the offseason. So I think uh, they're expecting that Thatcher Demko is going to raise his game, and they're probably going to have to lean on him on an awful lot of nights this season. Uh, JP, we have three and a half minutes left. I want to ask you two questions, and one of those pertains to the 1995 Kamloops Blazers because history might be repeating itself this year. Yeah, you were the voice of that team. But, hey, you mentioned the travel of the Canucks. You at least have a rival two, two and a half hours down the road in the Seattle Kraken who were 4-0 in the preseason, which was making me sick because just everybody's talking about that. I'm like, that doesn't mean anything more than the Canucks being winless. The Kraken finally lost in Calgary last night, but what's your read on the Kraken entering year two for them? Yeah, I I think they learned a lot that, uh, you know, the the bar was raised by Vegas. They were never going to be able to replicate what Vegas did in its inaugural season. I don't think that they played the expansion draft particularly well, but boy, looking at Matty Beneers, I think they've landed a a terrific young player there uh, to get Shane Wright fourth overall. Uh, but it's you know, th- that's the future of this team. In the here and now, love the deal to get Oliver Bjorkstrand out of Columbus uh, you know, for a song, essentially. Uh, a guy that uh, had a ton of success in Portland in the Western Hockey League, so he's coming back to the Pacific Northwest. They've got some pieces there. Uh, I think that they'll be better than they were last year, but they've got a long way to go. I don't know that they're a playoff team. I think Dave Haxtell is under some pressure. I, uh, you know, the mm. first coach of an expansion team so often is a sacrificial lamb anyhow. Uh, and, and people here on want the rivalry to exist, but in any sport, I think rivalries are born in the playoffs. So I think 
yeah, every time they get together, sure, you're going to have some of the fan bases that are crossing the border and taking in games. But until both of these teams are at a level where the games mean something, uh, I think that's where the rivalry truly will come to life. But yeah, it's great uh, for the Canucks. It's great for hockey fans here. It's great for fans that you know, live in the Vancouver area. If you're a Montreal fan or a Toronto fan, hey, you can see them in Vancouver, but it's a two and a half hour drive down to Seattle, a second chance to see those types of teams, the original six teams, the stars of this league that come through to the West Coast. So it's great to have Seattle in. 32 just makes so much more sense than 31 teams in a league. And uh, at some point, this rivalry uh, will be ignited, but it's not there yet. So 60 seconds left now, and uh, the 1995 Memorial Cup was in Kamloops. Blazers won the West, so the Eastern rep went, and that was the Brandon Wheat Kings. That could happen again. What do you remember about that tourney, Jeff? How much do you think about it? That, that's back to our dub days. You were their voice, and I was the voice of the pack. Yeah, I was so fortunate, Ryan. That was my first year on the job, and they won the Memorial Cup on home ice with Jerome McGinley and Shane Doan and Darcy Tucker and Nolan Baumgartner and Jason Scrudder. I think there were 10 guys from that team that played in the National Hockey League, one of the truly great junior hockey teams of all time. Uh, that was the third of the three Memorial Cups in four years. We're never going to see a run like that again. But, uh, yeah, I'm glad for the city of Kamloops. Uh, it's just a great hockey town. It's had uh, some lean years, as uh, most junior uh, programs go through. But uh, they seem to be back on the upswing here. And uh, certainly looking forward. Going to do everything I can uh, to get up the highway to Kamloops when the Memorial Cup rolls around next spring. So uh, I was happy when they... Uh, won the bid, and obviously a big year and a lot of build up there, and we'll see if they can make history repeat itself next year. So, so, so special for sure. Jeff, uh, hey, enjoy the ride following the Canucks this year. Let's do it again. Absolutely right. Anytime. Jeff Patterson from Securus and Price out of Vancouver and the Rinkwide podcast. We've got a sports update next. Viewer takeover. It's the RP show on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, your favorite podcast platform, and beginning today, live now on your home of Southern Sports and Talk, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Here we go. Final segment of Hour 1 and lots to discuss. We have breaking news out of the Canadian Football League. Listen up. Hamilton and Winnipeg, where we have so many viewers and listeners. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers announced today the acquisition of defensive back Holden Darby Jr. in a trade with the Hamilton Tiger Cats for defensive end Cedric Wilcots II. Darby returns to the Blue Bombers after being part of the 2021 Grey Cup Championship team. He signed with the Ticats in free agency. I'm just announcing the trade. You folks have to discuss amongst yourselves what this means because everybody say, why is Hamilton giving him up? Are they waving the white flag? I don't know. Why did Darby leave in the first place? But that's the news out of Winnipeg today. It certainly got Bomber fans excited. Back to the regular sports update. In a weekend full of highlight real plays, a Saskatchewan running back stood out against them all. Ted Kubongo was the Week 5 Canada West football star, joined by Regina's Aldo Galvin and Anthony Bennett. They've all been named Canada West football players of the week. Meanwhile, the Western Hockey League announced that Kelowna Rockets forward Andrew Crystal has been named Player of the Week. The 2023 NHL draft prospect from Burnaby, BC, recorded five points in two outings this past week. 
helping his Rockets split a two-game road series versus the Prince George Cougars. Meanwhile, Winnipeg Ice goaltender Daniel Hauser has been named WHL Goalie of the Week. The product of Chestamere, Alberta, recorded a 1.00 goals against average, 964 save percentage, and one shutout across two starts this past week, helping the ice start the regular season at 4-0. The Toronto Blue Jays have two now meaningless games left in their regular season, both in rain-soaked Baltimore, including one tonight, weather permitting. The Jays, who have won four in a row, clinched the American League top wildcard berth Monday night and will host a best-of-five playoff series beginning Friday. Right-hander Mitch White is scheduled to pitch for the Jays tonight, while the Orioles will send righty Mike Bauman to the hilt. College football, Alabama reclaimed the number one position from Georgia in the Associated Press College Football Poll in one of the closest votes in recent years. Two points separate the Crimson Tide from the Bulldogs. The Crimson Tide received 25 first-place votes, 1,523 points. Georgia got 28 first-place votes to become the first team since Alabama in November of 2019 to have the most first-place votes but not be number one. This sports update for Edo Japan. From hand-rolled sushi to bento box meals made with famous teriyaki sauce, Edo Japan's menu has something for everyone. So coming up in hour two, it's going to be a lot of fun. The moose is going to rejoin us. Whatever you people would like to talk about, we'll talk about it. It's just going to be one of those days. Uh, We'll also be joined by Nick Alberga. The Eastern Canadian viewers, as a matter of fact, more so just the Toronto fans will know the name Nick Alberga. You can follow him on Twitter at The Golden Muzzy. He hosted Maple Leafs radio broadcast pre and post game for a number of years. Now he's out at Daily Faceoff and Leafs Nation Network. Nick Alberga is going to join us to talk about Canada's team. Can I say going into the regular season? <laughs> Jeff in Winnipeg. Jeff Cabilla says, Boo, Alabama. Boo. I say, Roll Tide. That's my team, but maybe Jeff, hey, nobody in Alabama's picked us up on the radio yet, but in Georgia they have. Maybe I got to switch my allegiances to the Bulldogs. Uh, Corey May regarding the NHL talk, he said, If Calgary and Edmonton are shoe ins, he's talking NHL. The. Last minute of play in hour one. Last minute of play. He says the Vancouver Canucks are in a bubble with a lot of teams. Yeah, he says the Central, but that's the Pacific Division. There's some great teams. There's a lot of of middle-of-the-pack teams. And quite a few really bad teams in the NHL. Welcome to uh, every year. Welcome to every early October before the season gets rolling. Hey, hey! (laughs) WQEE! Dialed up, Ryan O'Radio writes in and says, War Eagle. Can't make my fingers do that. Speaking of fingers, uh, some of the viewers were talking about Tua as well and what went down with him on the turf in Cincy the other night on Thursday Night Football. We're going to talk about Tua. We're going to talk about CFL, NHL, NFL, junior hockey, all of it coming up in hour two. Stick around, everybody, after this break on Game Plus and WQEE Radio. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.
everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.